The broadcast is about uh, bringing Tad on, having conversations with Tad, and talking about this issue of the stage of truth and authority. I think theology is for the clergy. I just believe in Jesus. Certain hermeneutics of eschatology demand an exegetical approach. I think you shouldn't question what you were taught in church. Isn't that blasphemy or something? Theology. Theology. Unplugged. All right, welcome to Theology Unplugged. I'm Michael Patton, and we've got a special broadcast right now. Uh, we're doing this live. So if those, those of you who don't know our live schedule, please know I don't know my live schedule yet either. It, well, there will be a schedule. It's going to be set, and we're going to do it. We're just kind of testing the waters on a lot of stuff. I know we've been doing this for a long time. I know that we've been doing the podcast for, gosh, almost 20 years. You know, it's almost been 20 years, 20 years for Theology Unplugged. We started in 2005. That's crazy. But those of you who are coming through us on Spotify, iTunes, hey, Welcome. Uh, we've got uh, some special guests, and I'd like you to go to YouTube sometime and watch this. This one, I'll have a graphic I'm just going to show for a second, I think. But uh, the last one I did, there was lots of graphics. I did the stage of truth. So go back to the Credo House. Go to the Credo House YouTube page and check that out. Or it's on Facebook, too, Facebook Live. Uh, I'm not sure how you find it that way. Uh, think you just scroll down our Facebook page or something, but, um, we've got a special guest with us. We've got both Tad. this is a conversations with Tad. As you can see, we've got Tad and we've got another guest that Tad will introduce. But, uh, first of all, just remember to subscribe. And if you have a chance to check out our Patreon page, this is the way we get supported. It's, uh, it's, you know, all of Credo House Ministries. It's not just what I'm doing right now. It's everything I've done, all the courses. I mean, just the, did you know that whenever you buy, whenever you buy the, um, the theology, the, the Credo, House, Credo Courses Ultimate Package, the little thumb drive right here, this little thumb drive, whenever you buy this, and it's, it'll have Credo House on the side, Credo Courses on the side. When you buy this, you buy everything that we've ever done at Credo Courses. And I'm telling you, there is so much good stuff on here from, you know, Dan Wallace, Gary, get the best theologians on the entire planet are on this. And the, here's how many downloads. It's 217 gigabytes. I'm telling you, it's the size of a computer. So that's why you buy it on one of these. You can also download it and have it up in the cloud. We got it there too. So, uh, but let me, I, I just think you, everybody should have this. It's 207, it's seminary in your pocket. It really is. 217 gigabytes and it's got 3,700 downloads. I kid you not. And I, and you buy it and you talk to me, text me to, uh, there's a number on the Credo courses website, text me. I'll tell you how to go through it. I'll tell you where to start, but you can get everything here. If you go to Patreon, you'll support our stream. You'll support this ministry. You'll support Credo House. You'll speak Credo, Credo Courses. You'll support Theology Unplugged. You'll support everything we do. The blog, uh, Parchment and Pin blog, which I write on very frequently. We've got about 3,000 articles on that that I've written over the years. So just uh, become a member. That's what we're doing now. We started this uh, almost a year ago, about eight months ago, and we've got 100 members, and I am so thankful to all you members of Patreon. Please keep on supporting us. It's, it's, it's how we get supported now. It's the way, way we have gone. 
But uh, and also we get enough. Listen to this. We get enough members. I promise you this in my mind, in my plans, what I am wanting to do is start the Credo House back up. And Credo House, those of you who don't know, we are Credo. We started as Reclaiming the Mind Ministries in 2006. And then and then we started a place that was called the Credo House, which is a coffee shop, theological coffee shop. It was the coolest place you've ever been. It really was. I, I miss it so much. Uh, but the Credo House coffee shop, you had you bought Luther lattes, Calvin cappuccinos. They were there was theologians all over the wall. You had the most comfortable place back in the back corner of the Credo House. And it was called Heretic's Corner. And I and I had all the pictures of the heretics throughout the church history, and uh, just just so much stuff. I mean, you, you could it's a museum of fun and coffee, and but it's so nice to hang out at. Why, why am I telling you this? Because I do want to start it back up, and if we do get enough members to the Patreon, I will start it back up because that's my that's my steps. I need to have a place to where I record. I lost it before, lost the Credo House because I got hooked on opioids. So. You guys know that that was not fun. I'm glad I'm off seven years, six years off, but, uh, it was, and it wasn't just that. I mean, I blame it on the opioids, but there was a lot more to it, but that's not what this broadcast is about. The broadcast is about, uh, bringing Tad on, having conversations with Tad and talking about this issue of the stage of truth and authority. But Tad is going to introduce somebody. So I'm bringing Tad in. Yo, Tad. Hey man. Sorry for the long introduction. I just That's all right. Uh, had a lot of stuff to say. Where's my guy? I'm going to bring him in. You ready? Yep. All right. I'm going to let you introduce him. Yeah, yeah. Your your mouth right. is moving with the with the sound, by the way. My mouth is moving? It's, not, it's moving, but it's not with the sound. All right. Well, I'll correct that. That's that's something yeah. later. Maybe, all right. All right. It, may be, it may be pushing through differently. That's all right. All right. That's there we go. right there. Uh, this this is a, a great friend of mine that I had, I mean, a, an amazing friend of mine that we grew up in Oklahoma City together, a little small town there. And uh, I met him at uh, kind of a local tennis court place. And I always looked up to him. And what's funny to him when I reconnected with him a couple of years ago was I remember where he parked in the parking lot of this tennis course. And he had no idea that I was kind of watching him from afar because I admired him from afar. And now that I can admire him from a close, it's, is that even a term? I don't know. But uh, he is, he's, he's meant to me as much as, as you have uh, regarding coming to God and uh, learning who Jesus is in a different uh, way than you did, Michael, because you do it as you and I just been, you know, we were hellions and at the same time, you're talking about God. He's probably, and, and I mean this and, and with all sincerity and all honesty, um, the best man I've ever met in my life. Because there's really, he hasn't done anything wrong. Now, he'll tell you he has. No. He's, uh, he's, as, he's as clean and as good as it gets. So that's why I think that he and I get along so well because I'll say, he'll say fudge. You know, <laughs> I'll say He'll say <clears throat> Sinola or something. I mean, he's that good of a guy. So I'm I'm very happy that you two finally get to meet. I mean, this is a this is a big deal for me. I'm just gonna sit back and shut up and watch you two uh, talk about uh, Michael's last podcast. Actually, well, I, I, Kelly, I know you didn't have time to watch it. You had you were doing stuff, right? You were yeah. I was. Uh, I came. Yeah, I came 
from church and took took a couple out to breakfast and we just got carried away laughing and so yeah my my bad no 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 problem no problem i i uh, here let me let me get with you guys kelly and it's great to have you and thank you for uh taking the time to jump in here and tad uh just to tell you guys tad has talked a lot about kelly and uh i feel like we've been tag teaming you know <laughs> that's what that's what it's like we're, we're trying to get tad and we're still tag team but we're all tag teaming on each other in different ways but tad is coming around is just a great thing and kelly i do appreciate so much you coming around god brought you around mm. uh, at the right time and i know you guys have known each other for a long long time you all have been around each other but it's just you know god's timing what he does and uh this is what this podcast this particular segment of theology unplugged is about is about conversations with tad because tad is someone that we have tried to bring to the lord for a long time and has been stubborn as anything but also at the same time we just know how how much we love him and how useful he can be for the kingdom of god and for christ and loving christ and uh yeah he that i finally understand what you're talking about whenever you're saying different ways uh you know because you you've told me this and you, you know you talk in a different language than than i do from a from a religious standpoint from a christian standpoint that's why i love it so much and you, the other day, whenever you said, hey, I want to get Kelly on because you believe one way and he believes another. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I think we believe the same thing. But you're, <laughs> you're talking about where we came from. And I came from the rough side with like you and he came from a different side, you know, and I know that he has his stories and everything. But yeah, I, I have been rough with you and I have got, I've got a history too. Yeah. And we have our own history. And uh, yeah. yeah. And Kelly... It's just perfect. I mean, it's yeah, it's perfect. it's it's not a clean. Me and Tad's history is not a clean history, but uh, I'm I'm glad to have you, Kelly. Now, what I've been trying to talk to Tad about recently is the issue of authority. So, what I'm going to do real briefly is bring up this. It's a graphic, and you guys can see it here, hopefully. But mm -hmm. this is this is what I teach in my introduction of theology class. Uh, of the what's called the theology program it's the first class that i teach it's it's my primary class and if i only had one class kelly to teach mm -hmm. this would be uh, the entire introduction of theology it's called in theology prolegomena that's the formal word and so we've got like we've got introduction of theology or prolegomena and then bibliology and hermeneutics and soteriology which is you know the study of salvation and so it's this it's called systematic theology and it's six different classes that we take the first class is the most important because of stuff like this whenever i'm i'm i'm, I'm talking to tad and i'm saying hey tad here he is. He's coming. He, he's coming from a background of both atheism and Catholicism at the same time. Never really committed himself over to the Lord, but now is doing that. What are the things that I need to teach him to disciple him? And and as as I've told you before, it's it's really weird discipling Tad. It's like something new for me because I am so invested in the Christian community, getting them stronger in their faith, teaching them to defend their faith and making sure that doubters, you know, can overcome the doubt. Tad is different. And so it's it's this is part of the discipleship process. So what this what this shows here, Kelly, is the stage of truth. And the mm. stage of truth is our authority. Where do we go for truth? Where do we go whenever we're trying to find out who God is? Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, whenever you whenever you talk to somebody about God, normally 
it's just if if they don't have this set up right, they're just going to go to their emotions. Well, I think God is this way. I think God is a God of love, or I think God is mean God because I've experienced him in such a way. It's going to be very subjective based upon your own experience mm-hmm. and your own emotions. But really, what I'm what I teach people is there are five elements to the stage of truth in a Christian life. And you have experience. That's the guy skiing. I know it's not very good, but uh, that's the best I got for experience. You got what's going on in your life. You know, have you experienced God in your life? That's going to teach you something about God. You've got your emotions, which is the heart, and that's going to teach you something about God. How do you feel about God? You know, uh, what, uh, what, what, what do you want deep down inside your intuitions? And then the family deal is just showing tradition, not only tradition around the culture that we live in that is included, but we live in America, we live, grew up in Oklahoma, it does influence us and speak to us about God in some way. We have to recognize that people in India grow up different people in other side of the world. So it's part of our stage of truth. Then the, the, the thinker guy is the rationality. You know, we, without anything else, if we just use our reason, our logic, our rationality uh, that's inside of us, that's built within us, that we come pre-installed with as kids, then what, what do we think about God? How do we learn about God? And then finally, it's the Bible at the front of the stage of truth. And from a Christian standpoint, well, this is what I try to teach people, is that you have to you have to figure this stage out for yourself and come to a conclusion. As a Christian, though, the Bible is the final and ultimate authority for God. God is the ultimate authority. Christ is the ultimate authority, but he speaks to us primarily through the Bible. And this is the way that we have our stage of truth set up. And so Tad, both you guys, I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of get your thoughts on this Tad. And then maybe Kelly, you can talk about it as well. But you know, as as both of us are trying to tag team and, and help, Tad out in this area. This is something important. Tad, I got to get your thoughts on it first so that we can move forward with it. I'm curious as I can't really see you guys right now and I want to see your face and I want to see. Let me, let me do this. How's that? Good. Okay. So the, why can't the heart go with the family and the family can't go with the Christianity, the part, the Bible part. If why, why sexing it out like that? I mean, is that how we're supposed to learn? Is just by, okay, we're going to start here. We're going to start there. Why are there stages instead of just kind of including everything into one? Your stage, the stage is representative of you, your mind, how you, how you handle things. It's not stage, like a stage, first stage, one stage, two stage, three. It's, this is the, the stage of truth. That is the authority. The stage represents authority. And then all of these things shuffle around. All right. I feel like, I mean, if I was to do that chart, I think I'd put um, from just where I think in my perspective would be, I'd put the, the Bible comes first, the Christianity comes first, and then you kind of follow through with those other stages on the way. You know, it, it seems like family, that's religion. But once you believe in the Bible, it seems like everything else comes full circle. Like the last time that you and I talked, I think it was the last time you and I talked, it was how I felt really this authority thing that I fought, Kelly, and I'm sorry, my whole life I fought authority. And, <laughs> um, uh, and I can't wait to sit, hear what you're going to say about this. But uh, uh, 
for some reason, Michael said something that just clicked in me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't, the only authority I really need is God. And that hasn't left me, man. I mean, I feel like that when I wake up, uh, Rhonda and I just got back. I know I talked about her a lot, but like I said, the last time she means a lot to me, but we got back and I still wake up to authority. That's not Rhonda. I don't want her to get coffee, but, but God, you know, I'm like, okay, he's still there. The thing about authority is he's consistent. That's what I like about authority. And, um, anyway, I, I just, the chart, I just would have done it in a different direction, but I can't wait to hear Well, Kelly, Kelly, I know that this is an, I mean, it was a very short introduction about this chart and understanding it, but uh, I, do you understand what I'm trying to teach Tad here? I, I, no, I do. I do. I think, uh, I think that the overarching theme that Tad is talking about that he is now really, you know, embracing uh, of having uh, this godly relationship, this godly authority. I mean, I, I think that's the primary uh, takeaway, you know, the how, how that's sort of divided uh, and the, the kind of the silos underneath that as part of that. Um, you know, obviously it, it helps to explain, but, and I think I appreciate Tad saying about the Bible as well as, you know, the ultimate authority. But Michael, maybe you, you know, I'd like to hear your thoughts, but, you know, that personal relationship with God is as, as your loving God, um, this unconditional love. I mean, that's kind of foundational and, and that's what kind of kickstarts everything else. Um, and his word is, you know, the Bible is your roadmap for your life. If, you know, if, if that's your belief, but that personal relationship um, and that accountability is, I think that's, that's the takeaway. And, and that's what Tad's feeling, or that's what I, that's what yeah, I hear. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Well, so Tad, um, are you, are you saying that, are you saying, well, speaking of this, speaking of this chart, let me try to uh, help you understand it in a little bit different way. This is instead of saying authority, let's, let's get the word authority out. Right. I know that you're okay with the word authority now, but let me try it a different way. This is this is how God speaks to us every day through these five places. And this is what we have to shuffle around and understand about ourselves. And so whenever we whenever we commit commitment commitment over to God is if, if I could put on this chart, let me put it back up here. If I could put on this chart something new, and I've always thought about this, I try to figure out how to shuffle in. Here's the word will. This is your will. This is what you this is what you end up doing. This is what your decisions is, are. And so these all feed into your will. Once your will submits over to God and you say, God is my authority, then you ask the question, how do I come to know God? Okay. That's the issue. That's perfect. So, That's perfect. Okay, good. Perfect. So, so, so looking at this way now, how do I come to know God? Do I come to know God through my emotions, through my experience, through my rationality, through my church tradition, through, you know, the, the cultural tradition or through the Bible. And what I'm trying to say is it's through all of these for sure. You can't get any, get rid of any of them, but it's, you've got to place these rightly. Cause sometimes you'll think in your mind, well, I, I, I believe in God. I love God and I'm submitted over to God. And I believe this way about something. Let me, uh, uh, I, I, 
I'm, I'm trying to bring up an example that it's not going to put anybody on the spot, but uh, you know, there's, there's things that we do in our lives. There's actions that we take. There's, there's beliefs that we have that may go against the Bible. And we say, well, the Bible says this, but you know, I deep down inside, I feel that the, that's not right. There's something wrong there. And so what I'm trying to do here is to say, if we're, if we have the Bible and it ter- interpret, interpret it correctly, it's our authority. Let me give you one scripture in the Bible. I think it'd probably be good to use the Bible at some point to, to illustrate this, but this is in, uh, this is in first Timothy, Paul's right. Paul writing to Timothy. So it's called first Timothy. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Last time he said, why is it not called Paul? Yeah. yeah all right. uh, but but he says this, he says this. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for learning, right? For reproof, which is changing people, for correction, same type thing, and in training in righteousness so that the man of God may become adequately equipped for every good work. So that's a really important verse for me and for theology, whenever I'm teaching theology, because it says, it doesn't say it's it's adequate just for some things. And, you know, go to it. Someday. But whenever whenever it comes to our spiritual life, the word of God is what God gave us to equip us, change us, teach us, and make us equipped for every single good work God has to us. And that's why we read the Bible. I'm not saying you don't read the Bible. You've read through all book of Job and you are getting into the Bible. But at some point, it's kind of this rationality that says the Bible is the most, the Bible is the most ultimate source of that we go to for our understanding of God. Okay. So I'll stop there. Kelly, what do you, Kelly, you have anything to add there? No, I hundred percent agree with that. It is. I it's, it's the inerrant word of God. And, and, uh, and it's also our inspiration for, for living or, or for seeking to, to live a, a, a Christian life. So no, I'm in agreement. And, and Kelly lives in this Christian life on the planet. Uh, <laughs> As far as I know, I mean, I don't know what, what goes on. <laughs> I, I try. But, yeah, no, he's, he's changed try. a lot of people's lives. He's changing mine as much as you are, Michael. But yeah. I, I was going to ask Kelly this earlier. Um, I was going to ask him this. I talked to him this morning and he was walking into church and we were laughing about something, <laughs> this license plate thing that Rhonda made for him. But uh, I'm not going to bring it. <laughs> don't do it. I won't, I won't. I'm not going to. But, uh, what is your favorite verse in the Bible? Uh, who's your favorite? It's not writers, what they call them. The, you know, writers is fine. Author, fine, whatever. Okay. Kelly, yeah. Is that for me, Tad? Um, yes. Gosh, just one? Only one favorite? Well, I mean, I'm just asking for the first. The, what's well, what's pop in your head first? Uh, first thought was John 3.16. Okay. For God to love the world, that He sends His one and only Son. All right. So, um, that Do you know John three sixteen, Tad. Uh, yeah. So God forgave the world. So we whatever Kelly just said is what I was. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm not saying if you memorized. I'm just saying if you heard it before. Yeah, I've seen it in a lot of football games, the basketball games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you've Fair seen enough. the words John. You've seen the words John three sixteen. I was yeah, just wondering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's been around for a while. Yeah. Okay. I'm just. It has been. It around almost seems like it's been around as long as the Bible has. Huh? <laughs> well, it's been around as long as John's been around. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like Matthew. If I'm, I mean, now that you know that I've, I just kind of outed myself, but I Matthew is kind of the shortest chapter, 
and but he makes the most sense quickly and i like people getting to the point you know wait a minute wait a minute first of all matthew is not a chapter it's a book second of all it's not the shortest no no (laughs) it's long it's uh, 28 chapters but what do you like about matthew it seems to be the easiest read for me okay they're books and not chapters yeah, they're books with chapters. I mean, the chapters were out of the real one book. Used but to it's in the same book as the Bible. So I figured the Bible was the book and everybody else had a chapter. <laughs> Gosh. This is too much fun. I love it. <laughs> I mean, and then you got verses in the chapter. Aren't those paragraphs? Yeah, yeah there we go. At least you know verses, right? I mean, there, there you go. There's, book, there's Bible, book, chapter verse so yeah. that's kind of the way it goes and the- thank god there's no test at the end of that because we all know how good i am at tests yeah <laughs> well that tad you were you were talking about authority last time okay and i'm just trying to i was trying to kind of dovetail on what we what we did last time and whatever happened last time we i know we've talked about it even off air for a while about what what's going on and and how you felt and i was just wondering did 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 what clicked with you have anything to do with what i'm talking about here that's kind of my question oh, you're wanting me to kind of give you some credit uh, no 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 i'm 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 actually trying to understand yes it did i want to know, I want it, to know it, where did. I it did discipleship you, it, it did because you uh and I don't even know the, what, what term it was or what phrase or where we were going, but for some reason, I'm like, okay, everybody has to have, you know, even when I had my own company, there was still a boss. It could have been a surgeon. It could have been a doc. It could have been a patient, you know, for some reason, I've just wanted to go through everything, just being my own and how we talked about maybe because of the Catholic upbringing I've had, <clears throat> there were so many rules and I just decided I don't want to go by everybody's rules anymore because I think my own way, I've got my own thoughts, you know, and it felt like if I had my own thoughts, I was wrong. Or if I didn't go with what everybody else said, I was wrong. But then the more that you have been talking to me and Kelly have been talking to me about God and, and, and Jesus mm-hmm. and the Bible, I'm like, well, there's so many, I have, there, I have so much in common with all these folks in the Bible and they were all free to do what they wanted. God let them do. I mean, those are the rules I want to go by. I don't want to go by somebody just telling me, you know, um, like Catholics, it's, it's pretty strong in the Catholic church with rules, man, especially um, where I grew up. So that's, that's what changed me. And I, it's freeing. I'll tell you that. I mean, I've, I felt, I feel more engaged and, and, and God. And um, I, that's why, that's why I was so strong to want Kelly on here mm. because uh, he went through and you, Michael, you did in so many ways, but it's, I, this is why I wanted you two to meet so much, <laughs> you know, that Mississippi trip and even a, a week or month before that um, really uh, I needed you and I hadn't re-engaged with Kelly again. And uh, I, from now and, you know, compared to then is uh night and day night and day well, it was i mean you were you were you were gosh i mean this was what two years ago now uh, maybe a year and a half ago. I, I don't know oh, oh, not that long ago yeah, a year year ago year and a half. well maybe it was a year ago man it was it was it was hard time for you i mean but it's so funny kelly how much god used because because he went through hell and it's like whenever he was not in hell 
I could not get him over to God's side, you know, and you couldn't either. Mm -hmm. And whenever things were going well, everything in his life, at least, you know, the, the ABCs were following just the way he had them planned out. And as everything was stable, at least from his perspective in his life, I couldn't get him. But then everything crashed. And then here comes God into his life. And isn't that interesting, Kelly, how that worked with him? It, it is that you, you and I were witnesses to it. And, um, and it's also something we can celebrate, you know, um, on that journey, but like today and, uh, yeah. it's, it's a good thing. It's a really good, really, really good thing. I remember thinking Tad, it could go either way sometimes, you know, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a scary time and I was really scared for you because everything was so hard. And then all of a sudden you're talking about reading Job Mm-hmm. and getting it and getting it and loving it and i mean it blew me away it really did i mean you're like you're like yeah i've been reading Job, man can you help me talk through this and every day, night for i don't know how long you read yeah. through the entire book and i even and you said this I, you said i love it i was like how can you love it the, the, what is god doing <laughs> well and then i reached out to kelly and uh you know um kelly and i had a friend uh, named mm-hmm. ashley it was Kelly's best friend. And Michael, we've talked about things as far as ending life too soon and, and doing it your own way. <clears throat> but one of my favorite tennis stories <laughs> with Kelly and Ashley was uh, uh, Ashley had a uh, Who's Ashley? temper when it came to, he was very competitive. Okay. He was very competitive. <laughs> but can I who, say who is name? Ashley? Who's Ashley? You've got a new character in the story, and I don't think anybody, including me, knows who it is. Well, Kelly does. I, I was just going to do oh, it. Okay. Me. All right. I guess uh, you guys talk, and I'll just sit here, and uh, you guys hang out. Go, go ahead, Tad. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley and I were uh, met when we were five years old, and we he was my best childhood friend um, and uh, went through school together, and uh, we just were like brothers, if you will. So um, that's sort of the backstory. So Tad, okay. can you go ahead. Well, now Michael just made me feel stupid. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I want I want uh, everybody else to understand what you're talking about and where okay. it's going. Yeah, and so he, uh, very successful fellow. But anyway, growing up, he had a temper and he would, when, this is a stupid story. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. I'm bored, I'm bored myself. <laughs> God, You've been, it's the tennis story. Y'all been talking. You've been talking about telling this for a long time. Come well, on, well, I know. Good. But it's like I just bored myself because I thought about it so much. I'm like, I'm bored of the story. <laughs> okay, well, unless Kelly uh, wants to tell it, Kelly just did that thing. You know, like you're just about to say something. <laughs> what are you gonna well, say? I I have a story for I have a story about Ashley. If I could, yes, um, that I think is relevant to Tad and and uh and what we're talking about and and he was someone that i would say had a heart for god um that was seeking and that i shared you know uh about god with him for many many years and i'm certainly not um the the best person to do that but i felt called to do it um because you know i loved him right and so um I and I could see him growing. I could see his curiosity um, growing, and he uh, he had a uh, 
he had a, a, a very challenging clinical issue um, that he developed, uh, I think, in 2017 and had really suffered with that for a number of, well, er, ever since that, uh, that time. And, um, but that didn't really deter his faith. And he was reading a lot of books. He was, um, you know, getting more curious about it. And then he contracted uh, this awful disease called uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome or GBS, which uh, attacks your myelin you know, sheath around your nerves and obviously causes paralysis uh, from that. And he was in the hospital and paralyzed from his toes all the way up to, you know, his tongue, essentially. And uh, I went in there. uh, This is in Oklahoma City, by the way. So that's where we grew up. Um, He went to he was assistant uh, U.S. attorney, very successful and uh, went to law school in Oklahoma City and went to the University of Oklahoma boomer sooner. And, uh, so I went to visit him. I'm in California, of course. And, uh, uh, I flew out there and it was Ash Wednesday, I remember. And, um, he was Episcopalian. Okay. I'm Presbyterian. He was Episcopalian and he would go to his church every Sunday, right by his, uh, condo there in Oklahoma city in downtown Oklahoma city. And I walked into his room in the ICU, which is not a place you want to go if you if anyone knows about hospitals. Um, and it was dark. It was, you know, 1030 at night. Everything. It's just all you hear is just beeps, right, from all the monitors. And I go in there and he just looks horrible. And he has he has the ash cross on his forehead. And, you know, it was so dark. And I just I, I was just, you know, my heart went out for him. Right. Um, because he was literally couldn't move. And this is a very rare disease. And, you know, I, uh, I just, there's nothing I could do, but, um, I remember, and I would literally, I'd pray with him every day. And I told him, I said, you're, you're going to recover. Like, you know, and I just felt that like the Holy spirit was with him for whatever reason. That was what I told him. I said, and we're going to go to the PGA together in Tulsa. So this was, PJ was in June of 2022, right? And so he's in the hospital in February. Some people don't recover from this, by the way. They're permanently uh, in, you know, some state of paralysis. A lot of people do, but you just don't know. So, um, but I remember when he was in the hospital, he had, he had that moment, right? That you probably talked about, um, that you've experienced. Obviously, Tad has experienced that, and he told me about. It. And he goes, Kelly, I woke up uh, and Jesus was at the foot of my bed. And he said, I am with you. And it just sent chills through, you know, my body because I could understand that language um, that he was speaking. And that was his personal moment with um, with God, you know, with with the Holy Spirit coming into his heart. And he is literally in the worst shape of his life and has a obviously severe clinical condition on top of that. And by the way, he made, he went to physical therapy, the Jim Thorpe physical therapy, and he made a full recovery. And we went to the PGA and we walked like six miles, you know, at Southern Hills there in Tulsa um, at the PGA together. And um, 
and his faith just grew, even though he was struggling with, you know, uh, uh, with severe depression. And so, you know, God, I just, my take was he comes to you where you're at. And, um, and I had been praying for him for years as you had Tad. So I just, I just wanted to share that because Ashley was part of Tad's journey too. And whether he's mentioned him or not on the podcast. No, I try to keep everybody out of it, but I'm missing you. But, uh, yeah. So Ashley I, was amazing to me in, uh, in a lot of ways. And um, so Ashley is gone. Yep. He, he passed away. He, uh, yeah. The depression just was too much for him. And uh, he, he, uh, he passed September 28th of, of last year. So it's been just about a year. Kelly, um, one thing I talked about on the, uh, the last podcast with the stage of truth was, was the heart, the emotions. And I, it touched me. I mean, it does touch me, obviously, whenever you say, whenever you say that he, Jesus was at his bed and Tad, it's funny for me too, to you, because you are a very emotional person. You know, it's, it's no, something that you are too. You no, cry every so second. Bad. But no, no, you, you, you are emotion. You're more, you're emotionally acute. You can, you, you can experience, you want to experience things and you can feel things in a different way. And I've seen it in you a lot. And one of the things that I was talking about, Kelly was on the stage of truth. You know, the Bible's the ultimate authority, but God does speak to us through our emotions sometimes or through our experience. And at that point, he had an experience, you know, he, he had this experience and, it, and it, it's not that it, it didn't contradict with the Bible. It's not, it's not as if the, the experience came and said, I am Jesus. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm another creation of God. And, you know, you're, you know, I, one day you're going to be kind of like the Mormons. You're going to be on a planet of your own, like I am something like that. He didn't say that. So, so it's kind of like, here's how all these things play together. You've got your emotions, your experience, and you're always testing them according to what the Bible says, because oftentimes we can't, I've heard people who have had experiences that are completely outside of our worldview. You know, people have has experiences of demons and demons lying or experiences of, of Allah coming to them or everybody has their own experience. And the thing that keeps us steady is the Bible. But what we compare it to is the Bible and the Bible is the final authority. So even if I, I've never experienced God, Kelly, I've never had him in, in a real, I've never heard his voice. I've never seen him. I've never you know, a lot of people talk about having, you know, these these feelings that of God's presence. And it's not that I disbelieve them at all. I just don't have those types of things. I wish I did. I envy people that have. I, I've seen one miracle in my life, Kelly, and it was it didn't turn out to be a good miracle. It was this, you know, whenever I was looking at my sister was very depressed, like like your friend was. And uh, she she wanted to take her life and she kept on trying. And I was uh I was out looking for her like I did. I, we, we would have to go looking for her because we couldn't mm -hmm. find her. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I was uh, I lost her in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And I was chasing her in the car, actually, because I knew she had a gun and I knew she was getting ready to do something. And I lost her in Dallas. And I didn't pray or anything, Kelly. I didn't, I didn't stop and say, God, please help me to find her as a miracle. I did stop. I did say, well, I'm just going to wait for the police to call and I'll find her somewhere. Right. I mean, of a park, something like that, where there's nowhere I know where to go in Dallas. And then I just started driving 
And I started trying to figure out where would I go if I were her, you know, and I, the only thing I could think was I'd go towards Oklahoma city, not away from it. I don't know why I thought that it's just like, if I'm going to kill myself and you know, I'm in a car, I'm not going to go away from my home. I'm going to, I, I, that's just what I thought. And so I just got on the road and I go, what am I doing? I don't have, I, I don't know where to turn. I don't know where to go. And so then all of a sudden I just, I mean, I've been driving down the road for a long time and there was a hotel and I just turned into it and there she was. I mean, it was an absolute miracle. And, you know, I, I, I was able to stop her that time from killing herself and she did have a gun and she was going to do it. And, um, so that was a miracle. And I saw God there and let me, let me relate this to this story and tell you guys, I saw God there. I know that was God, period. I don't, I mean, there's no way I could have found her there. Dallas is so big. It was the only place I went. I went straight to her all the way around to the back of the hotel. First place I went, there was no turns, no left, no right. I just was there. It was crazy. Mm. I mean, you should have felt the shock I saw whenever I saw the back of her That's it. I've, I've known this before since it happened. Yeah. But here's the deal. Here's the deal, Kelly, and maybe you can understand how I'm trying to relate this, is that that experience told me and my family that Angie was going to be okay. There was no way God was going to let her die. Every single time if this happened, I would find her or something. He would send somebody. And so here's my experience saying something. I'm I'm just going to bring this chart back up for a second just to show you what I'm saying here. Here's my experience of finding Angie right here and i'm moving it up forward it's not moving on the chart shoot okay sometimes this doesn't work but anyway just imagine this going forward you got all of a sudden you've got your experience being something that god is speaking directly to you through but the bible doesn't really say didn't say hey i'm gonna save angie right it was my experience that said that and my mom thought that everybody in my family thought that we were, I mean, we we're all love the Lord and we all celebrated that God was going to protect her because that happened. And then she died. She did end up killing herself at a different hotel uh, four months later. So it was, it was those kind of things that has really affected me in trying to see this because here's what I said to God. Okay, God, how do I interpret that first experience? Because I know that was you but it wasn't you telling me what we thought it was you telling me. And so experience is very hard to put. I mean, it's, it's effective. It's totally influential to us, but it's not the authority that the Bible is. The Bible doesn't say I will always protect any, uh, as a matter of fact, the Bible says you're going, you're going to go through hell. Mm-hmm. If you're a Christian, you're going to go through hell. That's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. It's great. And I'm not saying Kelly, it's, it, he, God wasn't involved. Kelly, he was involved. That was him. There was no way I could find her. But at the same time, I interpreted it wrong. Mm-hmm. We all interpret it wrong. And I'm thankful that he, I got those four months with her. I am yeah. in a way. No, no, actually I'm not. I mean, maybe it was hard. Those were four hard months. Those last months. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. That's hard. But uh, anyway, um, but that, actually- that, that's, that's the reason that you can see Kelly, the, the reason why I, I bring this and how important it is, at least to me is to try to say, Hey, let's, let's put whatever, whatever it is, however, you know, God, let's put it in the right place and hold it contingently. If it's not the correctly interpreted scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Dad, that. Uh, it's comforting for me and I'm sure it is for Kelly more for Kelly than me. That's the same amount, whatever that Jesus was at 
<clears throat> the end of his bed and said, it's going to be okay. Cause so that means yeah. clearly he had taken him in and yeah. Jesus was like, look, we're going to do this. You're going to go to PGA. Not that Jesus like worried about golf, but <clears throat> it was kind of like, I just want you to know where you're going. And I truly exist. Mm -hmm. And here's a miracle that's going to happen to you because this guy started walking, man. We talked, look, Kelly, we talked to him a conference call every day for, I mean, a while, you and I and him. Yep. And, uh, and he just kept getting better and better and better. And um, it was, uh, it was, <laughs> it was a true miracle. I mean, honestly, I think it's a miracle. It, I agree. I, it, it was, a, as far as I was concerned, it was a physical miracle so i thought it, it, doesn't it doesn't it so much relate to what i told with angie though isn't that funny yeah, I mean, totally. i'm sorry it's not funny it's just it's just it just seems like the same story in a different way yeah, and it, yeah but it's like when he's said, there, god was there at the end of the bed he was at the hotel both right. places were miracles right yes. but at the same time it, it may not it may not be that it's saying what we think it's saying, you know, I'm not sure how you interpreted it, whatever, you know, or he interpreted it because, but, it, but it, there was, there was truth to it. And it's, it's, we look back upon it and we see it differently, but at the same time, it's just, it's amazing the way that he works and it's, you know, he does what he does. I mean, what, what is his name? Yahweh. I am that I am. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you know, you, uh, the passage, your ways are not my ways. And, it's it's something that whenever we're looking at this stuff and looking at the authority, we can I can be comforted, Tad. I uh, Kelly, you you know this. You, I can be comforted because I have handed myself over to that authority. I don't do well at it, you know that, Tad. And I screw it up all the time, and I rebel all the time. But ultimately, every day I wake up and I try to say, God, everything I have is yours. Mm -hmm. Guide me and. You are my authority. Speak to me. And I, I do every day I read, uh, Kelly, I'm sure you do too, but every day I read my Bible, I, I got, I have a through the Bible and you know, I don't <laughs> right now. I'm, last night was my, was my time in the worst place on the planet in the Bible. <laughs> it's from the first, first, uh, it was, uh, uh, Colossians, not Colossians, uh, first Chronicles, first Chronicles, you know, the first nine chapters are genealogy. I didn't get anything special out of that, but except for that, the Jewish people cared, uh, cared about it, but I do read my Bible every, every day. And I think it is important. Um, and so Tad, that is one of the things I would say to you is as a disciple, make sure you re you read your Bible, you're reading your Bible. All right. How long has it been? Uh, it's been 46 minutes. So maybe, oh, maybe we can, fast. we can close this one out. Huh? All right. Well, man, Kelly. I love you, Kelly. Gentlemen, Tad, love you, brother. Thanks for being on here. Man. Hey, Kelly, I like you. Uh, like you back? <laughs> no, I love you as a brother in Christ, man. It's good to have Bro you. Brother, I love you, Michael. Mm. I love you too, man. Okay. I'll see y'all. Thank right, you. I'll talk to you. Okay, hope you hope you enjoyed that. That was uh, kind of an impromptu podcast. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think that. Whenever we're, we're talking about authority, this is just something that we are all trying to work on. We're all trying to understand how God speaks to us. And this is it. God is our authority. I mean, he's the big guy. He's the one who created everything. He's the one who knows everything. And so it's not as if we're searching for something to punt to because we, we can't figure anything out. We're going to the main source. 
And I, I want every one of you to go to the main source as well. I want you to understand that God is the authority and he can be trusted. He can be, even though he's, it's confusing. It really is confusing. And, and it's going to be confusing for you out there. Some things are going to be very clear in your life, and you're going to be able to see God and hear God and understand God, and your experience and your emotions are going to do things that are that are absolutely wonderful. But there's also things that are going to break you, that are going to hurt you. You're going to wrestle with God. You're going to, you're going to uh, you know, Jacob wrestled with God, and he walked away limping and we're going to have open wounds. We're going to have, we're going to have bandages. We're going to have, we, we walk through this life as Christians beat up and bruised. And whenever I call people to Christ, I'm not calling you to something that is easy. I'm calling you to something that is hard, but I'm also calling you to something that is right and true. And that has a future forever. And I, that, that is what I want everybody. If I could get everybody just to get to that point where not only do you know God, not only do you trust God, not only is he with you, but you say, God, I sacrifice everything over to you. My life is yours every day. I know we're going to mess it up. I do. I mess it up bad. I'm not trying to set myself as an example. I am not, you could get my wife in here and she could tell you all day long examples of how I'm not the example but I do every day. I truly want to follow the Lord. I really, really do. I love the Lord and I love Christ and I'm, I'm thankful for what I have, but most of all guys, it is true. It really is. I mean, I, I, it's, it's something that you're not, you're not getting into precariously. You're getting into it because it is stable and it's strong and it's, it, God has the foundation for our lives. So I just pray that, that everybody, you understand this authority thing, but you understand it's not something that is bad we're getting to, but it's not easy. Okay. Uh, we will see you next time. We're ending the stream now. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully you've been able to subscribe. Hopefully you've been able to, uh, see our, our Patreon page, uh, the, uh, credo, credo house, credo courses, theology, and everything we do again here at Patreon. So check that out. And, uh, next time we will, see what we talk about theology 